0: Baker Mayfield, undraftable,
1: off my board. The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. What a beautiful throw by the
0: Baker. Big Hasta vista, baby! Welcome into today's OBR Film Breakdown Quick Hitter, where we are going to talk with um, our, our OBR beat writer Fred Greetham About the interesting press conference Which is typical to happen during the bye week I believe uh, Where the GM will get up and talk about Sort of the state of the union with the team Fred Greetham, how are you? I'm doing great How are you, Jake? I'm good, Fred, I'm good Is that Am I right on that? Is that typically what happens? You hit the bye week You get a chance to kind of have some time with, uh, with the GM
1: Yeah, um, it's kind of the state of the Browns type situation um he isn't available a whole lot. Um, you know, even even when we're out of practice. You see him walk out to watch practice and kinda of even John Dorsey past you know, GMs would kind of, kinda of come over and just say hi and kind of shoot the breeze a little bit, but he doesn't really do that. I'm not saying he's not nice. He just doesn't, you know, really spend a lot of time, you know, chit chatting and it's pretty much in a formal setting like you know and it's not even in per it's pretty much like a zoom call is what it's been the last 2 years so yeah i mean doesn't really give you a lot of information you know the the nuts and bolts that everybody's looking for so you kind of have to you know put together maybe some ideas but that leaves open speculation. Everybody sees it their way, you know, oh, this means that. And somebody else would have exact opposite take on it. So, yeah, he spent about 20, 30 minutes with us yesterday. And, you know, the biggest gist to me was he said over and over, and I I wrote about that and a story kind of about Mayfield and so forth. Everybody wants to know about his future. He just wanted to limit it to the five games other than saying we're looking at it a big picture, total body of work, what's he done since he's been here, those type of things, and referred a little bit to last year and, and some of those points. But, you know, my my question was, okay, it's great. Hunky Dory's going to play his best five games. They're all wishful thinking, and, and, you know, and they are in the midst of the season. They still – the door isn't closed on them. But, you know, when you look at the big picture there – what if, what if five games aren't very good, you know, then you just kind of kick the discussion down the road. So, you know, that's, that's kind of, you know, the gist of it, you know, the OBJ situations in the past and we really didn't talk to him. He released a statement at that time. Mm -hmm. And now when it's brought up, it's like, well, we already dealt with that. You know, that's, that's typically what happens. You ask about somebody ahead of time oh, I can't talk about it. But then after, oh, he's with another team. We don't want to talk about it anymore. You know, so it's, you know, it's one of those just part of the deal nowadays. You really never get to the bottom sometimes of things.
0: Yeah, they're definitely not going to give much away. I don't think they ever try to. It's not the goal anymore. I think you could probably speak to Fred back in the day when you had more access to players. You got more out of them. Was it? Was it the same with... Time spent with GMs or time spent with head coaches maybe was a little more personable, like, I guess less shuttered. I feel like everybody today, and it's weird because social media, you think it would be a little bit more the opposite, but you almost get nothing out of these guys. Whereas I think, you know, when you were covering the Browns and and before the move and things of that nature, even when right when they came back it seemed like you got more access and at least you got more honest opinions, even if they were off the record. You know what I'm saying? Am I right on that or is that a little off?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, back in the day, I mean, the old days, even Bill Belichick would bring us into, you know, into one of the meeting rooms and show us some film and, and say this, you know, when somebody's ripping on something and saying this is really what's going on, it was off the record, but it was kind of like a little bit to show you like why you're wrong and or whatever Chris Palmer did that Um, Mike Patton did that Hugh Jackson I mean they those off the record things even in the offseason were were valuable because it gave you a little more and you build a you build a little bit of a I don't know credibility or or a a bond a little bit more with uh you know with the coach or GM instead of it's it's just seems to be you're the enemy, you know. And whereas most of us back in the day, we, we flew with the team. We were almost considered part of the team, you know. And and you just had a better feeling. You could still be objective and everything. But let's face it, most people doing this are doing it because they like football or love football, and they want the team they're covering to win mm-hmm. because that would make it more interest there'd be more interest about it so it just seems like yeah I think one of the frustrating things on that Jake is you know we can spend 10 minutes with the coach or the GM and maybe within a half hour after that there's been cases when a national breaking news you know and it's like couldn't you have let us know about that you know it's so much everything and I get it is filled into the big national networks you know the nfl network or espn or whatever it may be and they they tip them off and we have to kind of report on what they say you know it's a little bit frustrating and i don't think anybody's looking for you know major scoops or anything just kind of looking for a a level playing field but we were you know glad to be able to talk to them that's typically what happens during the bye because it's late in the year you know a lot of things You know, you don't get into a lot of things because it's the season's still going. Then the postseasons, one will have another one, probably.
2: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
0: yeah, I, I think that that's the dy- the dynamic you're talking about there is what has become so interesting. Why there's only, I don't know if it's it's more, do you think it's more pu- publicity? And we'll get back to the Barry stuff here in a second, but this is a curiosity question for you, Fred, as someone who's done this, uh, you know, seen different eras of, of, of media journalism with this stuff. Like, there there wasn't Adam Schefter in 1995. Like, there were national guys, the Peter Kings and stuff like that, but like, you know, there there weren't, Guys that get all the breaking stories like this, or ev- it seems like everything. I don't know, is it a lack of trust with local people? I, I don't... Is it maybe wanting more publicity because they have higher follower counts? Like, what do you attribute that to? Because I find that dynamic to be so weird, because what I... You know, when you trace when you trace the Washington football team story, it was tied to adam schefter like saying exactly almost adam schefter getting approval from bruce allen about what to say it's so weird to me when did that dynamic start to shift is it is it tied to twitter is that when this all started
1: i think so i think a lot of it you know with the you know immediate news we you know you used to be able to go watch practice digest it and everything and then go home and then read through over and over put it together and then the next morning you know, things came out. I think the internet more than anything. I don't know if Twitter came out exactly when internet, but it just seemed when you could post things that, and with the national guys, yeah, they, they have, they're getting it from the agents. The agents are all, you know, Hey, you know, they have their relationship. So if they want something out from their end, it kind of works both ways. And so that's, I think that's why it's given to the national people because yeah they get more bang for their buck um and a lot of times we'll get a a release from the Browns after Schefter or Rappaport's put something out because everybody's asking to confirm it and then they know they have to do something and then they confirm it and, but you always have to cite oh according to Adam Schefter or you know it's a good question I don't know how they got to that point but you know, when somebody gets anointed, they, they're pretty much the point guy with each, each outlet has their guy like that, whether it's Rappaport, Schefter, Jay Glazer, whatever it may be. But it just seems like that's where the, the GMs kind of are directed or hooked into those guys. And they let information out that, that helps them and agents do the same thing. And so it kind of goes all the way around because yeah it's definitely not Adam Schefter calling 32 GMs every five minutes (laughs) anything new anything new they're being given that information so you know they get all the credit and you know and (laughs) we're just saying you know it's like why can't you just even spell it all to you know to the local people at the same time but I think they get more bang for their buck doing that.
0: It does seem so. It is a weird sort of a set of circumstances there for me. I don't I don't know. Just find it just find it kind of odd how that shifted over time and just almost turned the media the local media into the enemy, which is so weird mm-hmm. to me. So weird. I tried to talk to Cameron Justin about justice about that too. It's just, it's, it's gotten hostile to the point of awkwardness a lot of times from, from some folks, but let's get back to Barry. So he talked about Kevin Stefanski a little bit, how he's handled the second year as a head coach. He talked about play calling um, specifically tying, Stefanski to the believe you know we're not these two are connected at the hip I never would expect Andrew Barry to have some sort of rush judgment about Kevin and and based on a portion of a season um what vibe did you kind of get around the play calling stuff the Kevin Stefanski stuff I think he he supported him but I just kind of wanted to get your take on what what you feel about it and and uh you know the play calling stuff too
1: yeah I think that they're pretty much joint at the hip I think they're they are on the same page and they're pretty much in alignment, but he wanted to stay in his own lane. You know, that's another go-to thing when they know that somebody will not really, I guess we do see Stefanski, but you know, you'll say, well, you need to ask him a lot of times they'll say, well, you need to ask the player Well, the player's not available, you know, like during the OBJ thing, it's like, well, you need to talk, you know, (laughs) you know, so it's like, but he, I think, yeah, I don't think that he wants to get into that aspect at all. It very limits your scope of what you can talk about because you can't really talk about contracts or what they're thinking about with players. And, and I get that because it's negotiating poise. It's if you say something, then the agent's going to say, see, you said he was your long-term answer or, you know, or whatever. So they're kind of finding a fine line. You know, you get... You get, I probably had the question that got the longest answer, you know, about, you know, you had all the continuity in offense, you had everything you wanted to bring back and why have you regressed? And he answered for about a minute and a half, didn't say a whole lot, but he did blame the passing game, but he was quick to point out. He didn't mean that it was the quarterback. So, you know, you do get some nuggets here and there. Um. It was interesting to see some people's take that because he wouldn't commit to Baker that he's moving on from him. Nor is that the um, vibe
0: you got, Fred? Or did you did you just feel you like know, it was typical GM talk stuff?
1: Yeah, it's typical GM talk. I think that again, negotiating's in there and if Mayfield's wanting big dollars and you know, the Browns are not going there. You know, they want to leave all their options on the table. I think that here's just me. I do think that he has said he's been consistent since he's been there that Mayfield's the long-term answer. He might not have said that in those words, but he said over and over, everybody extended, like Garrett, Chubb, he said the same things. And so I think that's where things are heading. But I do think that he is going to, look at all options and and I agree with that. If you cannot upgrade the position, you don't just move on until you have something better. So many times, you know, teams move on and they don't have a better option. I mean I've been covering this team just since they come back and they've had thirty two quarterbacks. If you just said, hey, let's just go get a quarterback, I think they would have had one. And and so if if Derek Carr will become available, or Russell Wilson, or who knows whether you think those are upgrades or not. You have to look and see if there's a better option out there. I dig. It. Just call off talks and say we're starting over. We're hoping to go one in fifteen and get the number one pick and hope there's a good quarterback that year.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think lost in the shuffle, Fred. That's a great point of. You know, whether you're evaluating Baker Mayfield's play or or whatever you're trying to do or who's holding them back or whatever, you do have to ask the question of, well, what's the next solution? You know, you can be a part of the part of the problem or part of the solution. Well, if you're going to try to suggest moving on, which is really not something I've totally done at all, I do think you have to present what what's the best solution for that problem. I think that's what Barry is obviously going to protect um, himself from saying something incorrect there and obviously like you said illuminate the fact that they will at least explore as they explore every position every player available they do all of that stuff so um good stuff right any other things before we close here on on any other uh, parts of that, that that stood out to you or well, we might have just, already covered it
1: yeah just just my personal is i wouldn't be surprised if they just go into and go into the off season and say you know you got 18 million guaranteed next year we've already committed to you we want to see you go out and, and play like you did in 2020 and you know or whatever and meanwhile you know look at your options and, and if you again because we have seen him play at a high level and you're trying to evaluate now if you're saying he's healthy you're almost hoping his play is because he's not healthy Do you yep. know what i mean yep. because if he's not healthy then you at least have an option or an out thinking okay he gets surgery he'll be back to him but if he, if you say he's totally fine but he's playing like this then you're like well I don't know so they have a lot of questions and I think he's taking the high road and hoping that he lights it up in five games and the team does well and they make the playoffs but I don't know what they do if they keep playing like they have done. so now that's pretty yeah. much it yeah. And uh you know it'll be a lot more to talk about after the season.
0: There will be. There will be. There's. It's still something like you're saying there. There's still five games. You can completely shift the narrative of your team's season in five games, whether good or bad. So you always ask the question, can it get worse than where they're sitting frustrated at 6-6? Six and six? Oh, yeah, it can get worse. And can they yeah. turn it around? Can they find a way to make the playoffs? Can Baker light it up the last five and give everybody a ton of hope? Of course. So that's what we'll see. Over a month of football left to play before we make our definitive 2021 um, you know, thoughts and reactions and all that stuff. So great stuff from Fred Greetham. He's always there live in Berea, covering the Browns, getting scoops, doing a great job. He's one of the best doing it, and we're lucky to have him. Fred, thanks for your time today.
1: Thank you, Jake. Always fun.
0: Okay, thanks to Fred again for joining us today. Guys, sorry that the pod's coming out a little late. Uh, had technical difficulties where I completely lost my audio from last night, but I think this worked out well because I really wanted to get Fred's take on what he watched yesterday, what he and the great question, too, because his question, as he said, was one of the ones that were covered most extensively. So appreciate Fred, appreciate you guys for checking out today's show. We'll be back with John Colosimo tomorrow for our usual Friday spot, and then we'll do a mock draft on the OBR Twitch tonight if you want to watch. Thanks for tuning in, and as usual, have a great day, and go rounds.